Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode 29. What is the cost of clutter? What I mean is, there's mental clutter, there's relationship clutter, and the spiritual clutter. We answer those questions this week with my guest, Julie Caraccio from reawakenyourbrilliance.com. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast. Hey, I really want to say thank you for being here. I know, as a dad and a parent, and a busy dad, our time limited. Believe me, I know. Thank you for listening. And this is your first time. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast about, hey, we're having a conversation. What means to be a dad, a parent, a mom, and a busy adult. And issues and topics related to being a busy parent and adult trying to get things done. There's no more sitting on the sidelines anymore because our kids need us and we need to live life. This will be a weekly podcast dedicated to some sense of community. What I mean by that is, There'll be interviews and topics of being a dad, a good parent, and might help us being a better parent or an adult. We're all going through the same issues. What I mean is I hate saying that we're all going through the same issues because you may not be going the same issue that I am, but maybe a little bit different. I'm not an expert. I'm on a journey. Yes, I am. I'm on a journey trying to figure things out because I realize I don't know everything. I really don't. I try to take one day time in this crazy world. What I really want to do is have a sense of community. What I mean by that, I, I want like-minded people. You know, I want to talk to you. Reach out to me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm on everything. You can find all my information at nosittingonthesideline.com slash contact. I have all my emails and social media contact information there. Leave a voicemail on SpeedPipe. Yep. See? That right-hand corner right there? Yep. Right that back. Leave a message. Say hi. Comment. Improve the show or tell me I'm doing a bad job. At least keep it constructive. Next up, I want to talk about the Messenger Podcast movie documentary that will be released on um, August 23rd. This movie is about independent podcasters like myself and the power of podcasts in the medium itself. It's amazing. You hear all kinds of stories about how podcasts change people's lives. In this movie, they talked about with some, there some influential podcasts and share their stories in the communities impacting the impact that podcasting has on their lives and other people's lives in their community. What they're trying to do is get as many pre-orders as they can get out in people's hands and spread the news about the podcast documentary. Because if they do that, they rise up on the chart. I think we're last time I checked, we're like I think twenty around the or twenties for the pre-orders. And the one I get to like number one before August 23rd because it's independent film. It's not a mainstream film. And right now it's competing with all the mainstream films to, for pre-orders. If you're ever interested in, about podcasting and how powerful podcasting is, head over to iTunes and pre-order the movie. The link will be in the show notes for iTunes. Go ahead, do it. I will tell you right now. You will not regret it. So let's help me make a number one on the documentaries and when it's released on August 23rd. Thank you. It's interesting. How much does 
clutter cost? How is it affecting your life? We answer those questions next with my guest, Julie Caraccio from reawakeningyourbrilliance.com. So let's jump right into the interview. Today on the podcast, my guest is Julie Caraccio. She's an award-winning professional organizer, life coach, author, and a fellow podcaster. Thank you, Julie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joe, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I got I to ask a question. I mean, I'm just curious because I really never heard of these things, so um, I listen to podcasts. What is a professional organizer? I've heard like professional organizer, life coaches. What is that? Well, a professional organizer, if you have a lot of clutter, if you need to get your home organized, so for instance, organizing your closet, if it's in complete disarray, then I would come in with a client and say, okay, let's get it decluttered, let's get out what doesn't fit, what you don't like anymore, and then organize it. And something that's really important for people to remember is you want to organize for your lifestyle. If I were to say to you, Joe, how do you have your coffee or tea that you take in the morning organized? You're probably going to give me an answer, and I could get 15 different answers, but they're all right if people are doing it with what works best for them. Interesting you say that. My full-time job, I work for um, uh, Electron, Electron Microsoft Company, and everyone I'm in the shipping receiving department, and I, and I have a certain rack where I put my shipments, and I like them organized a certain way. If somebody comes over and moves them, i got to put it back. I like, I like my organization. I've got to be certain ways. I can see the labels. So I can understand everybody has their own way of doing things. And, you know, I could bore you till the cows come home. But people, average, most people lose an hour to a day just looking for items. That adds up to 260 days a year if you're just banking that on five days a week. So it can cost you time. It can cost you money if you're not organized and not paying your bills on time. And that doesn't include stress. If you walk into a place that's full of clutter, completely disorganized, it's going to cause you stress. What, what, is, what is clutter for your living? What, 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 what is that like? I take a very holistic view of that. For me, clutter is stuck stagnant energy because everything's energetic, whether you feel that from a physics perspective or a spiritual perspective. It's delayed decisions. Uh, can't think about this now. I'm just going to put it over here and pile it up. But for me, it all boils down to this. Clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. And so you can have relationship clutter. If you're in a relationship that's not healthy, that to me is clutter. You can have mental clutter. Oh, I've got monkey mind. I'm stressed out. I'm always in the past. I'm always in the future. That's mental clutter. To me, spiritual clutter are things like comparing yourself to others. You're wasting your energy and you're this unique, amazing being, yet you're spending yourself, your time saying, why am I not like this? Why do I not have a body like this? Why do I not have a brain like that? Who wants to spend their energy on that? That's preventing you from sharing your gifts with the world. What is the cost of uh, mental clutter? I mean, I mean, mental clutter, I mean, people experience that. What is the cost of that? Like. Stress. You don't have peace of mind. If you are always in the past, how can you create the life that you want? You can't because you're stuck in the past reminiscing about what happened. If you're always stuck in the future, that tends to mean that you're anxious. Oh, what's going to happen down the road? What's going to happen if this happens? What if, what if, what if, instead of being present to create what you want to? So it's 
mainly stress. Uh, it can be, if you're in a room that has a lot of clutter disorganized, that can just kind of get you into a mental fog. You don't think as clearly. Is there certain people that just have, maybe there's more to, yeah, they have a lot of clutter. There's something behind that besides just clutter? There can be. And I would say with the majority of my clients, there's a definite yes with that. So for instance, maybe you are afraid of success. And so you have a lot of clutter around and you can't get down to writing that great American novel because you have all this clutter and you can't think or you're going to spend days upon days organizing it, but nothing ever gets done. Or you might have clutter because of chaos. I have a very dear friend and she was in an apartment and it was an apartment above the garage and the person who was in the apartment diagonally below her was a crazy man and she worked a swing shift and anyway he would scream if she had a light on so she could see he was a total nut job. She had, she said, will you come and help me get organized and clear some clutter? And I said, absolutely. So went over there, one entire wall of her apartment is all clutter, complete chaos. And as we talked about it, I said, hmm, this is interesting. It's really nowhere else is there clutter in the apartment. What I figured out, she was creating a barrier. I don't like this guy. I don't want him. And so subconsciously, she was creating a barrier to keep him out. And if you lived with kind of clutter was kind of the norm for you growing up, if you had a chaotic family life, that's going to feel comfortable and normal to you. So the thought of taking that away or clearing it can create fear. Interesting, interesting. I never thought of it that way. And, and people just, I just, you just take it for um, a normal thing. Why are they putting stuff over the wall next to stuff? Mm -hmm. Never really thought about it like that way. Yeah, I mean, it's really fascinating. I, when I first started my business, it was called Healing Through Organization. And that I chose that very purposefully because I wanted to do something where I could support people. And I saw how organizing could heal. And then I had this client. In the meantime, I had started a, an internet radio show called Reawaken Your Brilliance, which I ended up taking as my business name. And the client had said, and so I'm interviewing people and clutter would come up a lot. And then I had this client and she said, will you just talk to me? I, I don't want to organize. I want to clear my clutter, but I need someone to listen. I said, absolutely. You're the client. We'll do what you need to. And so we probably spent, I work in a block of time, two, three hours just talking. And she said, I can tell you're getting nervous because we're not doing anything, but this is really helping me. And so we ended up talking probably three, three and a half hours and then maybe spent half an hour, 45 minutes getting stuff organized. And that was kind of an aha moment for me. We can always organize things. I mean, technically you can organize clutter, but clearing clutter had a greater impact. What is some of your background? How did you get involved in stuff like this? I know you're also a life coach too. How did you get you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, the life coaching really came about because of that client. And so I worked with someone to get certified because I found more and more often the clients that I was attracting needed coaching during the process. And truly, I love that because I want a client to walk away with skills. You know, maybe if you have a life change, you have a baby, you get a divorce, you call me again. But my goal and hope is that I get you with some skills, and then you can go on your merry way. And so the life coaching became an extension of that because I thought I love this and I work on myself 
I am a huge fan of personal development and I thought I work with a coach and it kind of makes sense. So it was kind of a natural extension. And then the organizing part came about because I'm type A, although I have an interesting mix of type A and a very, uh, what I consider spiritual side, a mindfulness side. And I thought, what can I do that I'd be good at? that I could make a living and that I'd enjoy and that I could be passionate about. And so that's what I came up with. I did some research and I was like, I, people always are like, Hey, you're uptight. Come organize it, me. And so I was doing it prior to officially making it a business. That's, that's interesting. Cause, um, helping somebody like somebody going through a life change, like a divorce or a child, how would you help them? It's a good, give an example. Do you mean with organizing or with coaching? Coaching and I mean, yeah, coaching. Okay, well, so depending on, um, I'll use an example of a client that I'm working with now. She has not been picking good relationships since her divorce. And so one of the things I talked with her, and again, this is something that can't be solved in 60 minutes or whatever, is, okay, why are we picking that? Why are we picking that bad relationship? And we talked about that she was creating the exact same relationship that she had with her parents. And she had done that in the marriage. And, you know, one of her parents basically said to her, you're worthless, you're no good. And so as a child, she took that on. So we would work on clearing that. Okay, that's a false belief. You know, your parent was wrong for telling you that. And becoming aware. So many times we're on autopilot and we don't know. And I'm a big firm believer. I talk about being aware a lot and taking action as well. Okay, now I'm aware that I've created that pattern. How do I break it? How do I move forward? And I really believe whatever is going on in your life, it can boil down to this and that you're not happy with. It stems from feeling not good enough, not worthy, or loved. In some way, shape, or form, that's the message that we've gotten. And so it's about untangling that and realizing that's not true. I am worthy. I am good enough. I am loved. Some people sometimes they feel like vanquished. They don't feel yeah, like they don't feel worthy, and um, and that, and they don't really realize it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They don't know. Or, you know, I was talking earlier about spiritual clutter and comparison. Well, I'm going to look at all this person has, or I'm going to sit over that here and judge them, and not spend time looking within. Where do I need to change? What are my faults? Where do I need to grow? And a lot of times with, for example, judgment, that's about putting a wall. Well, I'm going to judge you before you can judge me. <laughs> you know, and that's, it's not right or wrong. It's just what it is. That's, um, you know, some people, you don't, don't realize what you're doing. And then sometimes mm-hmm. you don't, re- and, and how you react to things. Exactly. And so many times we're on autopilot. Our knee-jerk reaction is to get angry instead of taking a deep breath and counting to 10. And how can I respond from a place and respond and not react? It is sometimes how people can get into ruts and into like Mm -hmm. into almost like, um, yeah, ruts. That's a good word for it because I mean, I've I've experienced myself going, where do I go from here? And not knowing in in my life, just in a a a mess (laughs) until you realize. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have any examples of that. People get in ruts. In ruts. Well, if it, I would want to examine it further. So, okay, your life is in a rut. Why is that? Why are you not motivated to do something? And the other thing with that is you have to make steps. If you work with me and 
never do any of the homework, your life's not going to change. So with the rut, I'd say, okay, we're going to do something different. Let's start by driving a different route to work today. Let's start by sitting in a different seat in the classroom. Things to just kind of start getting you out of that thinking and having your brain kind of have to work more. Taking a class. What is it that you're passionate about? Look to your childhood. So many times we have these passion as children and we're never able to fulfill those. So just doing something like that, taking steps to get out of that and recognizing how did I let myself get here? Am I afraid to try something new? Do I have a fear of being criticized? What is holding me back? Being in a rut is about being comfortable. And it's getting out of your comfort zone is important. I mean, I remember seeing the video uh, just recently, uh, Will Smith, it was on you know, uh, Facebook, I don't know, 100 times, mm-hmm. about jumping out of the airplane. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And it was amazing. It's like, jump, just jump, because the best thing's on the other side of fear. Oh, I believe that so wholeheartedly. And when I did a lot of interviewing for the Reawaken Your Brilliance, every person that I had on, there wasn't one that disagreed with this. And and I would agree with this from personal experience. We spend so much energy caught up in fear and not moving forward. And when we finally go through it and get to the other side, it's like, oh, my gosh, how come I didn't do this years ago? Going through it was so much easier than being in the mind and holding on to that fear and being afraid of everything. That Walking through the fire was a piece of cake compared to that. It's interesting. I keep thinking about that when I started this podcast. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a few episodes in. I'm like, this is awesome. What am I, what was I scared of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I would say, and you're a fellow podcaster and can understand this, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I have people criticize me on YouTube. They criticize me on the podcast. It's okay. I'm not for everyone. And I am okay with a differing opinion as long as you're respectful. If you're not respectful, it gets deleted, and I'm not going to allow you to treat me poorly. But know that it's okay. And remember, what other people do and say is about them. How you respond is about you. So I don't give much credit to the keyboard warriors. There's something going on in their life that they want to take it out on me. And that's a-okay, but I'm not going to engage with it. And I know it doesn't change who I am or the product that I put out. I had a reaction one time um, in something like that, keyboard warrior, in the sense that um, I was just on Facebook and I mentioned something about somebody asked about what my podcast was. And I mentioned and I mentioned about Bill Cosby and not thinking of the stuff that he was just going through the stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I got the, the really negative reaction and I automatically went, <gasps> and I deleted it. And I was like, what was I scared of? What, it was my opinion. You know, I, just, I didn't think anything of it. I just posted it. It had nothing to do with about the Cosby show. And it had nothing to do with him personally. It just had to do with the TV show he was in. Right. And I'm like, oh, no. I took it right down. I'm like, and I, and I, I don't know why, but it's not showing that that bothered me. I had someone on Facebook I wrote about, you know, be love, share love, give love. And I truly believe that, that that's our mission here on earth is for us to love one another. And she got really bent. It was political and got really upset. And I just was like, okay, like I didn't react. I didn't respond because I was well aware that it was her issue. And she ended up messaging me privately saying, you know, I was assaulted as a, as a young woman and and this is bringing all this up for me. You know, that had been my guess that that was most likely what it was. And I said, it's okay. 
I said, I, you know, I'm really clear on what's my stuff and what's other people's stuff. So there was no right or wrong to the situation. And it was a chance for her. And what I said is that's a gift. So bring it up, release the feelings and let it go because everything's energy. If we can intellectually heal, but if it's stuck in our body as energy somehow, it's going to come out at some point in some way, shape or form. So it's really important to feel your feelings. It's something we talked about a few minutes ago. Um, we were talking about, um, and I was thinking about my son, and when he was, he's four years old now, and they, they have no fear. They they think everybody. Mm-hmm. And then when we get become adults, we're, we're I'm like, wow, which, could, we'd get so more accomplished and more things done if we were just, how you doing? Because we get so I think say jaded and sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at him going, I, I hope he doesn't change because, but I know that in real life, real life when when people you know goes to school and stuff, it will change. Oh, and I can tell you teachers who said, you're not good at this, you can't do that. I can tell you adults that said that to me as a child. And most times, as kids, we internalize that. We aren't taught how to deal with that. You know, you would have to have a very self-aware and aware parent to be able to say, how are you doing? Check in. And if the child shares that with you and say, you know what, that's that person. We're going to let that go. And one thing that kids do really well is temper tantrums. I know if your parent, you're like, oh my gosh, do not have a temper tantrum at the grocery store, but they're not holding on to it. They're like, I'm angry. I'm cranky. Wow. And then they let it go and they don't hold on to it. Whereas we're like, I'm going to stuff down that emotion. That person was mean to me. I'm not going to be confrontational. I'm going to be whatever, whatever. Instead of just saying, hey, that's not okay. You can't say that to me. But we hold on to it. Most of us do. And we don't, and we, we don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I was just curious. Um, what in your organization? I mean, you can organize your homes. How, how does one thing I've always been really terrible at is organizing like a schedule. Can you get tips on that? Because I'm curious. On organizing your schedule, like a like a calendar. Sure. Um, I'm a huge believer for parents because I know you're the dad's podcast in having a. You have a four-year-old, so this might not help, but I have a couple tips. One is to have a family calendar, whether it is a whiteboard calendar, a paper calendar, or um, an electronic calendar, so everyone is on the same page. I'm a huge fan of color coding. So, Joe, you might be red, your wife might be blue, your son might be orange, and so most of us are visual learners, not all of us, but then at a glance, you know whose appointment it is. I also believe in blocking out time for ourselves, for our relationships with our partners and spouses, and for me time. I think that that's really important. I just recently switched from an electronic cal- a paper calendar to an electronic calendar. And one thing that I always did with the paper, and I'm continuing to do, say you're invited to a wedding, you're invited to a party. Once you RSVP, yes, if you have the paper, have a little pocket So you can put the invitation, you can put the information. If it's electronic, okay, I'm giving a speech here, I have all the information, phone number for the contact and the address of where I'm going. So when that day comes, you have all the information that you need to have handy. Um, Because I I use like um, just like Google calendars and it seems to be Mm -hmm. helpful, but when you you all of a sudden you realize you have like seven different calendars on your schedule, I'm like, ah, and it gets all cluttered. No, 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 no. You do mean calendar yet? Yeah, only one calendar. Only use one. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, it, it, it's merged like you, one calendar, but it merges like seven different calendars with it. 
So you have my calendar, my wife's calendar, my son's calendar. And it's all of a sudden you look at the day when it's so small, especially on a small scale, it looks like it's like a ton of things on there and you realize it gets, so, it gets kind of messy. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a hard one. I think the concern with, well, I mean, it depends. If you keep your own calendar and that works for you, with the merging of the calendars, it's going to have, that's probably just going to have to happen because depending on the number of family members, because if you have everyone having different things planned, but I think it's important to have a central calendar so you know where everyone is. I think that would be easier than trying to look at seven different calendars. Interesting. I might take a look at that when I, when I have a chance. Well, I want to give you the services, your website. What kind of stuff do you offer? I work virtually as well as in Raleigh, North Carolina. I love working with people. I do life coaching. I also, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, I work with people over Skype. We get homework assignments. So if you are looking to clear clutter, get organized, I can support you that way. I've created a class. If you're self-motivated, that's a really good resource. And then I've started a new project that I'm really excited about that's going to be launching after Labor Day, and that's a mastermind support group. So that includes a class. That includes 30 days of Facebook support. And my most favorite item is two 90-minute group live coaching sessions. So that way you can say, hey, this is what's going on, and I can ask you questions, and it's live. And so it's an office hours for organizing or coaching session. And the first one is going to be for parents on a successful school year. And I'm going to do one around the holidays and then getting organized in the new year and spring cleaning. But I'm very excited about that. That sounds very good, especially with the successful school year to help the parents and help them through the year. I'm really excited about this because I've worked with kids. I love working with children. And I've worked with adults who haven't learned skills, and it's affected them into their adulthood. And then you're talking maybe they have 20, 30, or 40 years of clutter, and they've been disorganized, and it's cost them money. I once had a client. I found a $3,000 check. I don't know about you, Joe, but if I had three thousand dollars, I'd I would use it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Huh. You know, so <clears throat> I'm very excited about that. It's funny that some it, you don't realize some skills that we just don't learn. Some kids gonna get taught certain life skills when they're younger. I, you know, if I was in charge of the school system, I would introduce life skills. I'd introduce how to balance a checkbook. I'd introduce how to have a mindfulness practice, and I would definitely introduce organizing and decluttering skills definitely definitely um i guess final thoughts where they can find you they can find out more information at reawakenyourbrilliance.com it has all the services i mentioned my social media links as well as a link to my podcast clearing the clutter inside and out um any final thoughts on on organized being organized and mindfulness or anything like that wow great question i guess i would want people to remember think of clutter not just as physical or mental but anything that's preventing you from creating the life that you desire where is there clutter in your life what can you release right now and then by the same token where are you disorganized what is being disorganized cost you what can you do right now to get organized um, I had a, another, and one other question. Any websites you can give, like any places they can learn? Anything that you, any resources you can think of? Any resources besides my website? Yes. 
Well, I do on my website, I have a page of resources Mm -hmm. and that's broken down into different categories for decluttering and organizing. So that right off the top of my head is a good place to start because there are a variety of resources. All right. Well, thank you. And all those, all the links and then they'll be in the show notes. Everything we mentioned today will be in the show notes. Julie, I want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. And thanks for putting your good energy out there and hosting a podcast. Well, that's all I have this episode. I want to say thank you to Julie Caraccio from reawakenyourbrilliance.com. Go ahead and check her out over there at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. She offers a lot of things about life organization, help people organize their lives. It's kind of important sometimes because life's busy. I mean, it's busy. And we don't always have the time or think we're doing things right. And always have some nice time about somebody else's point of view. Also, anything we talked about in the show will be in the show notes at nocityonthesideline.com slash 29. The one thing I think I took away from this is clutter costs time and money. I guess it's... um. And takes away from other important things in my life. Like I said in the beginning before the interview is, yeah, I just recently went through divorce. So I had a lot of mental clutter and relationship clutter. Just trying to pick up the pieces and move forward to start a new beginning. It's not easy. And being being stuck with all the clutter can be hard. But one thing's important. One thing that's really important to me is to be a great dad and a great parent. And a great friend. So when I see my son tomorrow, because today's Tuesday, I'm recording it'll be released tomorrow, I'll give him a big hug, big kiss, tell him how much I love him, because you know what? He is my most important thing in the world to me. And give him a big hug and, and tell him Daddy loves him because time goes by so quick. And life's short. Until next time, take care. God bless. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.